welcome to this week's podcast. So glad you could join us for the second in our series around time, and we never run out of time. And today we are talking about your past and your relationship with time. This isn't going to be another heavy writing exercise because that's what we do around here. So sit back and think, unless of course you're driving, then think later, drive now. <laughs> I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Food Safety University. I'm Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele, and this is the one podcast where you can get everything you need to know about food safety and how to run a food manufacturing plant for all of those small and local food manufacturers. If you are into local and sustainable food and agriculture, this is the podcast for you. Every week we cover new and original ideas around how to get the most out of your HACCP planning and how to get your plant up and running and continue running in a way that fulfills your dreams. So grab a pen and paper because every week you're going to need it. See you on the inside. Hello my friends and welcome back. And today we are covering your past and your relationship with time. Now here's what happens as we are growing up, we um, develop our relationship with time, sort of depending upon who we grew up with, <laughs> okay, um, and what culture we grew up in. Time is very culture de- dependent, right? Last uh, um, last time we spoke, I talked about the um, the assets and how you um, how you how you think about time and. How how time is an asset that deal that that you can build with all six other assets in your business. Okay, time is also created by your thoughts and collective thoughts about time. So we have, as um, an American society, where I'm recording this, have decided on a specific calendaring. Um, we have uh, specific holidays, you know. Um, we are coming up with the uh, coming up on the American holidays, Thanksgiving. I think we just had Diwali, um, and uh, the Christmas holidays are coming. Hanukkah's in there. Hanukkah is quote really early this year. Um, and when we look at these sorts of things, it's all the construct of the culture around us. When it comes to time, you inherited that culture, and your relationship to time can be very dependent. So then the question is, when it comes to your day-to-day life, what on earth are you going to do about it, right? What does your past have to do with how you conceive time right now? Well, when you look at your past, what are the things that you were told about your relationship with time? Were you the one that was always early? Were you the one that was always late? Were you the one that got, um, you know, that, that had to be told to hurry up all the time? All of that bears us bears on our relationship with time. And so if you want to start renegotiating your relationship with time, you have to understand where you are right now. On a day-to-day basis, do you feel like you get your things done or do you not feel like you get your things done? Depends, right? Uh, now, I have been working on my relationship with time for a really, well, long time. See, long time. That's a thought, right? In truth, I've been working on it for, I don't know, two and a half years, maybe, um, with real intense work on it for maybe the past 18 months, so that I can manage my mind to create time. 
because I decided that I could. But all of the things in my past that created that were things like, um, if you are 10 minutes early, you're on time. That's a thing that happens when, when you're in the army, right? That if you're on time, you're really 10 minutes late. Um, so how, how your family related to time can really shape your relationship with time, how your workplace relates to time really shapes uh, your relationship with time. And they creates all these thoughts about it. If you feel like you never have time for anything, then the question is, is not only does where does that time go, but what are all the thoughts that led you up to thinking you didn't have time to finish a project? So what does it look like to write all of those thoughts down? Okay, and you may have thoughts like, um, uh, I didn't have enough time. My boss didn't give me enough time. My professor didn't give me enough time. Um, this was uh, this was too big. This was too much. Those are often things that are related to our relationship with time. Um, I hate getting up in the morning. Ugh. Oh my god, the alarm went off. Oh my god, it was such a long day. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. Uh, I didn't get anything done today. I got so much done today. What have you spent this week listening to yourself um, about? how you talk about time because how you talk about time is, is is completely dependent on what you were taught about time and if you get out what i call that story okay about time you can start understanding the difference between what you're thinking about time and what's actually happening with time so as i'm recording this i am sitting in a um, united lounge and somewhere in O'Hare Airport. Um, there are a lot of United Lounges around here. I feel like I have a new one every time I come. And um, I um, I got a, let's see, I guess I got a 6 o'clock flight from Cleveland, landed here at local time, 6.30, and I'm using this time to get a lot of things done before I go to uh, an audit that I'm doing here north of, uh, north of Chicago. And so... Um, I have the perception that I have a ton of time. time. And the reason I have that perception is, is because I'm traveling by myself with basically no bags and especially no children. Right? And my husband and I have this saying that, you know, one kid takes up all of your time, two kids take up all of your time, and three kids take up all of your time. Um, all of your time is still taken up by children. <laughs> okay. Um, and as we're on a, a journey to become foster parents, so for those of you who don't know, we are going to um, take in foster um, uh, and foster teenagers, especially uh, teenage moms who have gotten kicked out of their foster home or kicked out of their regular home for being pregnant. Um, and part of our doing that is um, understanding our relationship with time as we have three kids and are going to be adding foster kids. Because the truth is, things take up the amount of time that you let them. So as you go through this week, I want you to write down all of your thoughts that have something to do with time. Even if they sound like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't even know what I did today. That is actually a thought about time because what you're thinking about is time elapsing. It's the, as I record this, it's the end of, um, it's I guess kind of the middle of Q4, but which makes it kind of the end of the year. Um, the end of the year is time. It's the middle of the month. That's time. Huh? Okay. What are all the things that you are saying about time? And are they story? You know, could 
could somebody dispute sort of now? I mean, I have coach friends who coach on time and coach on money and who are like, we got, we got 45 days left in the year. You got plenty of time to make the money that you need to make this year if you haven't met your money goals yet. What are you saying that somebody could disagree with? Um, okay. And then what are the actual facts, right? I got nothing done today and I'm exhausted. Is actually a story. What if you countered that by writing down what you did actually get done today? So, uh, so far I have been up. So like, I'll, I'll do this as an example. Okay. So I have been up since uh, 3.31 uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time where I live in, uh, outside Cleveland. Okay. That's fact. Uh, I left for the airport, um, I think it said 3.56 on my clock. <laughs> that was a fact. Um, it was really stinking early. That's a story. <laughs> um, I got to the airport at 4.14, I think, and parked my car. That's a fact. Uh, it was a really long, cold walk uh, to the airport from where I had parked because I did service parking. That's a story. Um, I got through TSA pre-check and was walking through Cleveland Airport um, at like 4.30. That's a fact. Nothing was open is a story because there were actually things open. Um, what other, what other stories that I had? I had a really short wave um, uh, is a story. I boarded at 520 uh, is a fact. Um, my plane took off on time was actually, is actually a story my, um, because my plane took off early. <laughs> my plane was scheduled to take off at 6 and it took off at 5.58. Right. So depending on how minute you want to get, uh, you can really start to dive into the stories that you tell yourself about time, uh, okay? And decide whether you like them or not. You know, my mother, God bless her, okay, my mother has always had a variable relationship with time. She was happy as a clam when my parents lived in Latin America um, and everybody was late to everything because that's how my mom relates to time. We joke with her that she she operates on retired standard time um, because she just doesn't get up early in the morning. She moves slowly in the morning, and it's fine. And we've all just learned to adjust because we love her, right? It was harder when I was a kid and we had to be somewhere, but my dad was around, and my dad was very um, by the clock. I mean, the dude worked Friday night, right? Um, so my parents balanced each other out that way, but it used to give me so much anxiety waiting for my mother because she was never, in my opinion, on time. Now, in her mind, she's like a wizard. A wizard is never late. So they arrive precisely when they need to. And that was my mom. Right? Because she, in her mind, had so many other things to do that were also important, like, aside from picking me and my brother up from school, right? She had things to do around the house. She had to make sure dinner was on the, on the stove. Or when she started working, she had work commitments that she had to fill on, right? And so her mind adjusted to her perception of time, and it was just what she was comfortable with, and she really could not have given a flying fig what anybody else thought. Right. Um, and so I guess like kind of thinking about that, 
that's a real gift because for those of you who work asynchronously in a synchronous world, and asynchronously means you don't really pay attention to the clocks kind of the way a lot of us do. <laughs> um, I'm a very synchronous individual. I, if I get hives if I'm late, <laughs> if I'm not 10 minutes early to anything. Um, it just fills me with a lot of anxiety, right? Um, so I'm very synchronous. My mother is very asynchronous. But I know a lot of really synchronous people, um, and they have a fundamentally different relationship with time, and they really don't care what the synchronous people think. They really, really don't. And I find that beautiful because they are being who they are in the world. And that's really what this is an invitation to be. I'm not saying change your relationship with time. If you want to change your relationship with time, then that's what we're going to talk about in, a, in, in, in coming lessons. But if you don't, just embrace it and understand where it's working for you, maybe where it's not, and changing it where you want to change it. So that's what we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Food Safety University podcast. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, I want you to go to dirigofoodsafety.com and go check out all the things that we have. If you haven't gotten your HACCP download, go get that or book a call with me and let's talk about getting you into Food Safety University. I'll see you on the inside.